evening and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. show tonight we've got Mr. Paul Thorpe, Tony Pounder, me A.D. Hopper, uh, Rick Hyatt and a special guest. everybody um i can't believe that these boys didn't recognize that song it's not a high chaparral thorpey for goodness sake it is magnificent seven which has a sort of a hidden meaning don't you know uh, don't you appreciate that no no oh what a <laughs> what a couple of peasants we've got on the show tonight <laughs> is, oh. there, is it something is it something to do with james milner no. Can he it? no. United Striking Force. Well, it could be something to do with United, yes. Yeah. An old formation from the thirties. I thought everybody knew he was CR seven. CR seven. Forgive me, listeners, for indulging, but um when you're on a roll, you're on a roll. Anyway, just uh, say hello to our guest, Paul Thorpe. Hello, Paul. Good evening, everyone, and uh, yeah, nice to be here again. Ah, it is. We're honoured indeed to have you. And and Pounder's here, Tony Pounder. Hello, Tone. Good evening, sir. You all right? I'm fine, mate. Yeah, on a roll. Uh, and yeah. Rick, of course, Rick, he knew straight away what it was, but of course, Rick's not a peasant like you two. <laughs> so that's, that's the that. nicest thing you've ever said to me, guys. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, make, have you recorded it? Um, I will do. When it goes out, I'm going to keep that. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, um, our special guest is no longer special because he hasn't turned up. Um, he's got called away on something else. So all I'll say is, he, oh, that's probably him now saying, I'm ever so sorry. Decline that. Um, yeah, uh, he's obviously gone away thinking, I, where am I going to get my next goal from? Uh, it was going to be Joe Quiglin, but he's going to come and join us next week, hopefully. So, having set the tone, what are we going to talk about then, chaps? Any ideas, Rick? 
Uh, I could do an hour on my own if you wanted, if yeah. these other chaps want to put their feet up about yeah. a certain individual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got to laugh, though. There was a thing on uh, the Daily Mail website this afternoon about it. They all sat down to dinner, and um, they all sat... None of them had a, a suite, because Cristiano was sat down having some... I, I can't tell you what it was, because I didn't recognise it, but it was obviously some Portuguese stuff. But, um, it wasn't chips, so. No, it wasn't chips. No, no potato-based products whatsoever, and uh, okay. they all—they all had no sweet because they're all in awe of Cristiano having his uh, his non-sweet sweet, as it were. How about that? I mean, would James Milner do that? Wait. Not a chance. And suddenly, Doesn't it's all to. gone quiet over there. Doesn't need to. I don't know. But seriously, lads, I mean, uh, I know we are going to rub this in a little bit, but what a what a way to start your your second coming at uh, Old Trafford. What do you think of it? I'll let uh, Rick start that one if you like. Do you, want, <laughs> I mean, do you want a Liverpool fan to start? I'll tell you what, as a Liverpool fan, I'll start off. I think it was um, it's absolutely um, exciting for the Premier League. He came in um, against a very average. Uh, Newcastle side and he destroyed them and I just think that he set his presidents and his high standards straight away so what, and, and also as a footballer what I liked about it was the fact that he instantly scored a dirty goal and so he knew where it is which is really really worrying as a Liverpool fan and as a Man City fan as a Chelsea fan you know we should be worried about that because he knew exactly where to be um, he reads the game phenomenally well you know, for his 36-year-old, he's, he's in fine, fine shape. Um, he's obviously been looking at a few of my videos. And, um, <laughs> you know, and he, he, he's just a pleasure to have back in the Premier League, which um, he just goes to prove that he probably is the best footballer in the world at, at this present time because, you know, Messi's only done it in two, two leagues where he would deem to, you know, pretty much be very close to winning the league and to another league that he should be winning the league by 20, 30 points. So, well done for Christian Andrew and how to come back to the best league in the world. And, you know, um, I'm actually quite pleased for all you Man United fans, but I am worried as a, a Liverpool fan. But um, you, you've got to be in awe of the guy because his performance was outstanding. And as you said it, I mean, Newcastle are, are no great shakes, but I, I, I must admit, I did sort of wonder when they equalised. Oh, no, they're not going to go and spoil the party. But um, but having yeah. having said that, um, you know, I mean, we didn't really have to break out when really did we? You know, it was just, it was just easy, really. I thought it was a very very good game for to um, to start him off in. Um, there was talk about it that he wasn't even going to start the game, but I'm absolutely pleased because you know, you've got to remember the punters were there to see one person. They got a full house, and um, you know, and also. That they were they were still cheering his name and staying in behind, um, you know behind. Uh, oh, sorry, after the game, um, a good hour and a half after the game. But that that's um, that's phenomenal, and that's what the that's what this guy brings. Mm, definitely. What do you think, uh, Rick? Uh, I concur. It's just it's just amazing, Mike. Still can't really get my head around it. Actually happening if you consider like you've you've got the Ronaldo Messi situation going on it's been a, a debate for the last 10 15 years or whatever and now he's back at United and it's just 
It's amazing. It really is. And he actually, the way he is now, actually suits what United need more than what he was when he left. You think about it, the actual player he is. And, and he's going to have the same influence, hopefully, on the squad. We've already said about you not having a pudding. But that um, it, uh, happened when Eric joined. And all the youngsters stayed behind with him, watched him be the ultimate professional. And it's, it's good. It's just the trickle-down effect. There's no negatives to it whatsoever. And as far as the age thing goes, he's actually got the... They've done these tests, haven't they? Jimmy Anderson's 36 and he's got a 32-year-old... No, 39 and he's got a 32-year-old's body. And Ronaldo is 36 and it's about 20, 28 or something. I mean, they clocked him at 20 miles an hour on that burst into the box to score mm. score his second. He's, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete and so professional. But it's, it's just a good thing. Well, I quite agree. Talking about phenomenal athletes, um, what's Tony Pound to think about that? <laughs> You're talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal athletes. The first that came to mind. I agree with what you both said. I just think it's um, fantastic for the Premier League, I think, all round. And I think his ambition compared to Messi just shows it all for me. Um, he hasn't come for the money. They don't need the money. I don't think the players are that statue. How much can you take with you? You know, they're multi-millionaires. Players. I think he always said when he left United, one day he'd like to return. And I think the timing is absolutely perfection. Um, it reminds me, like what Rick said, when Cantona come, the lift the club had, um, you just had to see the support on Saturday. Like, they were there two, three hours before. We, there's, there's, um, there's dads who's got kids who are like a Ronaldo legend. They love Ronaldo, but they've never seen him play. So it mm -hmm. was a massive, massive thing. And I'd like to say, I think it's given the whole, certainly give United a massive lift. Um, I didn't think they played brilliant. I must the mix Saturday. I think um, Newcastle would have scored still, but I think there's one of those we're going to be like the old Ferguson. We concede three or four, we're going to score five or six the other end. Mm -hmm. The attacking um, presence we got at the moment is superb, and I, I just think we fits the bill. And I think it's good for like Greenwood, Sancho, Rashford, Lingard. If they can see him at 36, what, 10 to 15 years older than what he is doing that and I just think it's, it's brilliant for the kids to come along as well Listen to what Lee Grant the keeper says he says so, so as you guys will be aware uh, you finish your dinner and usually on a Friday night you've got some sort of cheese or fruity stuff um, you've got some apple crumble and custard or you've got a bit of a brownie and a cream or whatever I tell you now, not one player touched the apple crumble and custard. Not one player went up for the brownie because everybody was sat down. One of the lads said to me, what has Cristiano got on his plate? But, I mean, it just shows the influence that he had. I mean, I, I, I would have had some apple crumble, wouldn't you, Rick? <laughs> You'd have had all their apple crumbles. Yeah, probably. Is this going like, to be a regular thing, like an audio book? Adrian Opper reads the Daily Mail. No, it's not, but I just thought that was a... Anyway, Ronaldo was munching on Quinio, avocado and boiled eggs. They are. Yeah. What about I that? Think, I, think, I think what you, you'll find is that, being the fact that he's there, because they, they are in awe of him, you have to be, like, with this guy. He's like a absolute machine. 
and it brings the better out of him. I, I, I saw a little bit of a difference in a couple of players. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I thought, buddy, I don't think they'd have been that sharp if it wasn't for Ronaldo being there. I really honestly thought that. And I think that, that their mentalities, when they see the, the way he looks after himself, I think the mentalities will change. I think the timing of it is absolutely superb. It also cements, the, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's position as, as being probably one of the top um, managers because he can attract that type of player. You know, whether that's helping him out or whatever, it, it's shown that he can bring that type of player to, to the club. You know, and that's, that's excellent for a Man United football club. But I took a question to you guys. Do you think he'd have signed if somebody like uh, Van Gaal was in, 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 you know, um, in place? Do you think that he'd have signed then? Did you think that it's because these fells that there is the right man at the helm so that he can express himself? What's your thoughts on that? I don't think he would have signed for Van Gaal. Do you, Rick? No. No. The timing, it's like we keep saying, the timing is so perfect. This stage of his career and the state that United are in, and they need that extra push. It probably would, most players would like to have played under David Moyes, so he might have stood a chance of getting him back. Do you think so? No, not in a, not in a million I, years. I don't, I don't think he'd have signed for David Moyes. No. You, but it's all timing, isn't it? Because you've got to remember, at that stage of his career, he was still peak. Real Madrid, and he's already he's played with um, played for Jose, so that's a moot point. I mean, whether he would have or whether he wouldn't, but I, I just think it's the club, and it. Yeah, I think Oli is the right man at the right time, and it's just that feeling of, as a United fan, it's there's been bursts of it with Oli on, that keep being false dawns about getting United back and getting them playing back the way they should do, and and this just feels like hopefully it's not a false dawn. It can carry on and. and uh, and keep going, but yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. I can't start, can't start smiling about it. Yeah, I think, all, I think also is what we're missing is also what was it, twelve point five million? Yeah. Well, you can't even get an average second division player, a championship player, for that nowadays. So the sale alone, you've probably got the world's greatest player, maybe is thirty six, but for twelve point five million, it's an app. See, I think it's like they say, we're camping our camp for a million. It's an yeah. absolute bargain of the century. And not, not just that, at, though. I was looking at something today, Adrian. I was looking at something today, and do you do, you do fantasy league, don't you? Yeah. I think Ronaldo's the first player there's been in the history of the fantasy league where his fantasy league fee is higher than the fee that United actually paid for, <laughs> other than free. <laughs> That's Unbelievable. that much of a bargain. Absolute bargain. And of course, the other thing to consider is, first of all, what effect is his transfer going to have on Paul Pogba signing a new contract? Now, you know, we've, we've yeah. all got our thoughts on Pogba. You know, if he plays to his potential, I'm more than happy to see him playing for United. It's just when he saunters about the place and gives the ball away and looks looks sort of not interested, I get wild with him. But so there's talk that he's going to sign the contract now. Which is interested, and and secondly, they've paid for the um, the transfer with the shirt sales. No, they well, haven't. Well, that's, that's what I read. No, they haven't because United signed a deal. Adidas have made an awful lot of money. Mm. I think United need to send, sell something like a hundred million shirts to get their percentage because Adidas pay a, a wash up front or annually, right. which doesn't get 
it by sales. So that's a that's a fallacy, but it well, does go a little bit to Yeah, yeah. But I mean So who puts who puts the yeah, sorry, jumping in, who puts the price of the shirts up? Because I'd still say like we've got to remember this is a working class sport and then I mean I I've heard there's been an excess of an excess of fifty seven million that was up up until Saturday's gain in shirt sales. So who's getting that's that money? Is. Because that's so Adidas. Adidas are putting the price of the shirts up. Yeah. And not the club. Yeah, because they beat the retail the sale the cost price to the club or yeah. wherever. Adidas are in charge of that and, and obviously you make your profit margin on on top of it. So they, they decide everything. Which is yeah. ironic because um because Ronaldo's boot deal is with Nike, isn't it? Mm, yeah. So a Nike boy is, is making Adidas an awful lot of money. But yeah. it, it does beg the question, you know, the talk about who's the best, Messi or Ronaldo. Uh, would, well, would, I say, did Messi have that same effect on PSG when he played his first game? Don't think so. Um, and, and he doesn't seem to be playing that often anyway, does he? And do you think he's had that much of an effect behind the scenes, that the same sort of knock-on effect that Ronaldo's going to have with the squad? What, you mean not eating avocado and boiled eggs? <laughs> well, not not being in the Daily Mail, but I mean, it's, yeah. I think Messi's got to come to the Premiership to to get anywhere near him at the moment because yeah. he's actually to come back to the Premiership at his age thirty six and perform like we think he's going to with his twenty six year old body. Mm. You know, um, so um, yeah, it's going to be certainly interesting. I mean, it certainly it certainly makes. The, I think the top four are already cemented in their places. You know, well, they might be juggled around a little bit, but. It'll be interesting to see it is, but the, the, the golf now is, is, I think, is now even bigger because the fact that he's come back into the Premiership, for me, makes it interesting and you're going to get more out of our players, out of Chelsea players, because all of a sudden they know they've got to perform to stay stay on everybody's toes, aren't they? To, oh, yeah. For those top players. It's going to be so tight, I think, possibly at the top, you know, the goal difference, you know, could be a massive factor this year. Mm. I think you're right. But um, moving on slightly from, from Cristiano, um, Liverpool had a, a good away win at Leeds, but the question I was going to, and, and I'm not doing this deliberately to throw cold water on Liverpool, but everybody goes on about Bielsa being a great manager. Well, if he was so good, how come Leeds are so rubbish and keep losing all the time? It's against the big sides, the better teams. You probably won't win a game against the top, the top four. You know, United, City, Chelsea, and Leicester. He probably won't win a game against one of those big teams. Slipped that one through, didn't you? What was that? Oh, I I'll give up, mate. Melton Mowbray. Um, no, but I mean, I, I keep hearing it. I mean, the bloke can't even be bothered to learn English. And and I, you know, I mean, I know Leeds played quite entertaining football, but. They keep losing all the time, so I I find it hard to to understand why he is considered to be such a good manager. And it's no good saying he doesn't beat the the, the top teams, but surely if you're going to be called a great manager, you've got to beat the top teams, haven't you? George, uh, so yeah, I, I I've got a theory. First and foremost, his English is okay. He he, yeah. he, he actually behind the scenes, isn't it? He, yeah, he, his English is good. He's um you know interrupting his uh, interpreter all the time and um, correcting him. But Because I think that, you know, you it, it's quite interesting. 
they don't ask him so many like awful questions. I think a lot of that is because he doesn't speak in in, in English, so that also you know it takes a lot lot longer. So he doesn't they, they he avoids the questions. Mm. Um, if you actually look at the wage um, bill that, that they pay out in wages, um, it's considerably less at um, Leeds than than quite a few clubs. I think, um, and certainly nowhere near any of the top clubs by a country mile. Um, so Leeds are balancing the books fairly well. They've got a, a, a what I say a, a really good, I think, a good, interesting squad, but it's still nothing like. You know, when we're talking about world-class players, I still think it's a good, solid, mid to, to higher level Premiership side, um, which are play, paying out fairly average wages for the Premiership. So I don't think you're getting many big stars there, which they could certainly do with. Do you not think, though, that they, they get a, a, a quite an advantage from the ferocity of their crowd? Uh, and now that the crowd's obviously back, that they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah. you know, teams teams like I don't know Norwich and I don't know Arsenal, people like that, they're gonna they're gonna buckle under that sort of pressure, aren't they? They certainly are a feisty bunch. I've been up there um, mm. a few times, and they certainly are a very boisterous uh, bunch. And um, yeah, they're quite aggressive up there as well. Yeah, it's quite an intimidating place. I would have thought to play. So yeah, they're certainly gonna have a twelfth man on that one. Um, has Tony played up there? No, one of them I haven't played at, but um, I know people who have, like I say, and they say it's one of the most hostile places to go. Um, I certainly think they're, they're worth an extra point, like I say, their home grades. Um, you go to Norwich away, like I say, most friendly club and everything. You go to Leeds, where you see the uh, atmosphere yesterday before the game. Yeah. But um, I think you're right. You're right as well. Um, he doesn't see... The trouble is with Bielsa, he plays one way, and he doesn't. He won't change it until he won't change it against the big teams because they get they're so open at the back. Teams, the big teams just pick them off. And until he changes that, and I don't think he will. He's quite stubborn and set in his ways. Um, he just keeps going and going. They won the fittest sides in the uh, premiership. Their work rate is second to none. But uh, you just don't get by on work rate. You've got to have a bit of uh, quality and class about you as well. And I think, like you say, they're going to get picked up against the better teams. Hopefully, they're they're surviving. They obviously look at their season beating the lesser teams. Um, I think I think they'll be a halfway team this year. They're gonna they're gonna win some. They're gonna lose some. Um, they'll win. They'll win enough to stay up. Stay up. Won't they? Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. safe. I mean, like I say, I think um, it's looking quite formidable for Norwich and that people like that who's going to be down. Uh, but it would be interesting to see. You know, if they actually give him a bit of money, if they stayed up this year, because um, uh, he doesn't really go out and buy big spend, does he? He doesn't spend big. He doesn't like the big stars. Uh, so it'd be interesting if he did go to a big club and they had the money, a Chelsea or something like that. What he would actually do? Right. So, um, we, time to tell. Like I say, really. You mentioned being, you should, being a bit aggressive up there. They, they. When we went up there, um, we had problems with with the the video. They they didn't well they gave us a video eventually but they mucked it up, which wound Gary Johnson up like a top at the time I remember on the bus because the video wouldn't work, and then uh, uh, the stewards were bolshy, ignorant, uh, not nice at all. But to be fair, I met Eddie Gray up there in the press room and he was absolutely charming, real really nice pleasant guy. 
But the rest of them, I must admit, I wouldn't give it up for. So, and that's from the press side rather than the playing side. I don't know what the playing, you know, what they're like with the players, but. Well, the, the citizens of Bournemouth like them, don't they? Oh, do they? Like their support. <laughs> I nearly went to that game. I was, I'm glad I didn't. Mm. Many, many moons ago. <clears throat> years ago now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But they say about them having a plan B. I read somewhere over the weekend that apparently Bielsa's plan B is to execute plan A better. Huh. Yeah. That don't surprise me at all. No. That's it. He plays one way and that's that's it. You buy into it. Or his formation. He likes his two full-backs from on. And that's where they're getting caught out at the moment. Clubs are sussing them out where they ailing. And I mean, Dallas, when he plays the full-back, they bomb on so much. You know, they say their fitness levels are unbelievable. They're so up and down fitness levels, but teams are just picking them off. Um, the better teams. And, and I think, like I say, I can see them getting a few hidings this year, but you know, they're they're being some lesser clubs as well where they work rate and that. Well they've had one hiding you, you already. Said, yeah, but you say about the um uh, the fullbacks, you know, I think that you you you're a winger, Tony, and, and you would have been told when to join in, when not to join in, when to drop back. You know, uh, you know, I know Liverpool have got a fantastic um probably one of the best in, in the world, you know, in Alexander Arnold, but I mean, his, his performance against Leeds was absolutely, I thought, outstanding. You know, but he controlled that whole right-hand flank completely. So they were, they were talking on um, Five Live or Talk Sport about him, was he a midfielder, you know, a winger or right-back? And they said, well, he doesn't need to be any of those. And, and Klopp was saying that in the interview. He doesn't need to be any of those because, you know, when he's as quality, he knows when to join in and when not to join in. He just does it in different parts of the pitch. Yeah, it just plays think, his area, doesn't it? So you just can't bomb on and, and be high no. level and, and say, well, well I, we're going to press high. I think as well, last year, when he had his, he went through a little bit of a bad time, not to any of his views, but I think a few clubs, if you, I think I can't think what game it was, the play against Liverpool, they just left the left winger up front, just up on the left, and they picked him off. Yeah. And I think yeah. He had a little patch. Now, I think he's learned, and he's Klopp's done well for him over the last probably three or four months, he's come back a different player. And he's getting forward, but he's also not getting left isolated at the back so much. Where last year, I think he did get caught out a few times. So I think, like I say, they've obviously had a word with him. He's not an engine to die for, hasn't he? Like you say, he can run all day. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and the crosses, uh, the crosses he puts in, and the, he must have probably 40% of the uh, Liverpool's goals. Uh, like I say, he could be a winger. If you were watching Liverpool, if you sat and watching, you think he's a right winger. Then, like you say, he clears the defence off the line. You think, right? But uh, he's potentially, like I say, he's he's outstanding player, and I think he's got the potential to go very, very big. Yeah. Well, another Definitely kind of good good result on Saturday was. Uh, in the Manchester area again, but this time it was at Stockport, and I thought it'd be they ought to be moved up the hip parade a little bit. Oval, um, great result, three nil against Moneybag Stockport. Apparently, they got lots of money to spend. Um, Joe Quigley, who would have been our guest today if he hadn't got called away, scored yet again. Three three wins on the trot, clean sheet. I mean, it's all beginning to go quite well for Darren Soul, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's momentum, isn't it? It's momentum, and he's, they, 
putting a few results together now and just see see where they where they can go from that. What do you think, Thorpey? Uh Well, I, I've seen the highlights of it. I think that um, it's a thoroughly professional away performance. You know, they're uh, they're sitting in you know in a nice position at the moment in sixth place, having played one game less than most people. You know, and they've got nine points out of it, which if you remember from last year, they didn't win the first 10. You know, I think that's a very, very, well, it's a fantastic start, really. And, um, you know, we had three separate goal scorers, Wakefield, um, Joe Quigley, and then Yusuf as well. Like, So I think that um, he's got to be extremely happy with that. And, um, yeah, the confidence is growing. And as, you know, we, we heard from Josh Staunton, like, you know, the, the naivety of the, get, the lads is also... They don't play with any fear, and they're going away, and they're they're taking on board what uh, the manager and Skibbo are saying. And at the moment, like you say, it's looking pretty, and um, it's just lovely to see. I, I was really looking forward to um, to the commentary on Saturday, but unfortunately, it's been cancelled already due to COVID. But ah, um, but I've got some news yeah, for you there. The game right. against Chesterfield has been rearranged, and Yeovil will be at home to Chesterfield on Saturday, so you will be able to commentate. Yeah, so that, that'll be awesome. So, okay. home to Chesterfield. So, I can now sleep happily now until Saturday. Yeah, but I think it's it's important to, to, to not, not uh, have a blank Saturday because, you know, they're on a bit of a roll now. You want to keep it going. If they could get another one against Chesterfield, four on the trot... Um, you yeah. know, that the confidence is going to be soaring, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, you know, you hope they're not going to get brought down to earth by somebody, but uh, that's encouraging at least. So, um, yeah, Chesterfield at home on Saturday, everybody. So, what, what I did notice as well, you know, we talked to Josh about, you know, the, the, the two old stalks in the middle, even though he's only 25 years old. But I think the defensive side of the game was a real worry last year, you know, and like you say, now this again is 3 0. You know that 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 breathes confidence. That does. You know when Tony and I, and I know it's a totally different level of football when we were at uh, you know Froome Town trying to build that that aura up there and get the club going again. You know the year we won the championship up there, I mean we only let in eighteen goals in the whole season. You know, and when you're doing that and you're keeping those level of like uh, clean sheets, or maybe only letting one in now and again, it gives the players, the midfield players, and the attackers a lot more confidence to know that they can try things and that ball moves around a lot more quicker than it does if you are not that confident, you have an extra touch and have another touch and that gives the defence time to like reset themselves. So that that's so important. Um, you know, if they can get, if they can get another win on um, Saturday, that will be absolutely awesome. And they've got, you know, in, in Luke Wilkinson, they've got an extremely experienced um, player, a good player, tall, very high. Um, and then Max Hunt, perhaps not got the experience that Luke Wilkinson's got, but certainly he's got the physique has. So you've got two giants in the centre of the defence there. It must make a difference. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, definitely. I think as well, because they've been together. I know Max didn't play as much last year, but having that year together and uh, starting the press, they seem to got a good understanding between them. Mm. Um and I think you'll find that probably both of them will chip in with their goals and set pieces for the hope we've got now. Yeah. Uh, we do look at actual threat. The only concern is probably with those two is if we play teams that's got some quick, pacey forwards. 
balls in behind and anything in the air all day. Then two is going to just good breakfast for them. But um, we played two, we played two strikers, and they're playing in defeat and they're getting in behind them. It's where potentially we could struggle. But um, then we got two quick fullbacks now, so hopefully they they've learned and chuck in and. Um, make it more solid about where it's obviously working because we're not conceding many goals at the moment. Interesting too that that uh, I think I'm right in saying Reese Murphy's only scored one goal since his move to uh, South End. I think was it South End he went to? Was wasn't it? Um, yeah. But but Joe Quigley, who sort of almost sort of played second fiddle to a degree last season, he's now got is it four or five? I've lost track. He's on five, isn't he? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, so Saturdays would have made it five. So you know, um, you know, that's quite interesting, really. That that people might have expected him to be, you know, just average. But I mean, he's been far more than just average at the moment. That's for certain. If he can keep this going, I think as well. If you get up to a good start, he scored on the opening day, didn't he? He scored mm. a couple in pre-season. Well, there's nothing like confidence. You score. All of a sudden, you're going on that pitch on a Saturday. You think you're you're bound to score, like you say, you're going to score. And he's just got an air of confidence about himself at the moment. And yeah. Sometimes you get that little ricochet, complete shot off target. So he gets a ricochet and goes in, and all of a sudden, um, I think he's leading goal scorer at the moment. Um, and let's hope he continues. Absolutely. But going back to Liverpool, just to keep Paul happy, um, <coughs> Mohamed Salah got his. Hundredth goal in the Premier League on Saturday, uh, no Sunday. Um, what do we think about that? I mean, is he's obviously a good player, but he, he seems to have sort of come good, as it were, when he went to Liverpool because he didn't exactly set the world on fire in the other clubs he was at, did he? Roma for one. Well, he's looking real sharp at the moment, I think, and um, you know they talked about like people getting used to the the, the style of play. But I mean, when you're that talented and you're that sharp, and he looks like he's, you know, even though he's absolutely ripped, he looks as though he's in really, you know, he's put a lot of work in in pre-season on his stamina and his sharpness, you know. And I just think that uh, watch out as well. Again, it, it could be, you know, again with the likes of Ronaldo coming into the league, it's going to inspire people like Mane, you know, and um, in, in Salah to to be up there with hopefully for the golden boot as well. So that will inspire them as well to for their performances and you know for the for the average fan going in to watch these games you know you've got some fantastic football ahead of you now and and it could say it could be a really very very exciting year for everybody but yeah exciting for the for the Liverpool team they're looking strong you know the Elliot obviously is 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 a shame that he's had that terrible injury I think it's lucky I think it's not a break it's just a dislocation although it will need an operation by the sounds of it, but um, you know, it, it, um, putting him in, he's had a fantastic start to the season as well. So it's only going to inspire these youngsters and all these level of, of all these clubs to come through with the likes of um, the stature of, of Ronaldo coming into the league. <laughs> but lads, lads, you you Liverpool, well, you lads, I shouldn't be saying lads because we're virtually all Man United today. But um, Paul, um, I think it's only going to yes. be a three-horse race. And I think that, that you lot are going to be missing the boat because I read somewhere that you're going to lose, I don't know, two or three players for this African Nations Cup at, in January. Well, that that is a real poignant part of the season. Like, can, can our squad live up during that time? Is it around about January, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Jan 
and yeah, you're, so you're going to lose real, Salah real, and Marley real. for sure. Yeah, I yeah, don't so. think they were going to go. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I read in 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 well on the Daily Mail where where else that um, that Blimey. that was going to happen. So I don't know. But I mean, I would have thought if you do lose those two plus anybody else that might uh, go, that's going to really knock the stuffing out of your challenge. The, the fans really won't accept, you know, the fact that every year, like, they're going to be losing these players for free, free, you know, is that a month, isn't it? For yeah. Three or four games, because that's, that's really not acceptable. Because, you know, to, to challenge, this is where we talk about a depth of squad all the time. This is where the depth of squad really, really does need um, to be strengthened. And uh, those world-class players, they need to start splashing some money. You know, and um, I think the squad is... Is nearly there. It's certainly not as good as as, as, as some, but um, it will be a poignant time for us, you know. And if we do start losing points at that season, it will show up like a sore thumb, really. And then obviously, then we'll have to rethink for next year. Like, but um, yeah, I, I, Chelsea are looking good, aren't they? Very, very good. I think there's a possible that it could be between them and Man City with a very, very close run third, possibly. Are you looking for more than that this year now? Oh, for goodness sake. Well, I, you're, you're worse than... Uh, everybody seems to have this obsession that we can't win it because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's the manager and that. I mean, with, with Ronaldo... No, I, got, no, I, never, well, one minute. I never said that. No, you didn't. No, you, you didn't. I never said that. You didn't, but lots Ollie, of other people all have. I've said, all, all I've said is that I... You know, is this, when you look at the likes of... Uh, of Manchester City, they, their squad's phenomenal, right? And he can they, they, listen. They can have a bad run like any team, but they're looking really, really strong at the moment. Okay, and then you've got Chelsea, and he's got them playing like I've not seen a Chelsea play, you know. And he's really getting uh, a phenomenal return from those players. You know, uh, they'll do really, really well in, in in Europe as well. I think. You know, then after that, I think that the, the Man United squad. Don't get me wrong. It's Ronaldo there and he's bringing the best out of all those players so I think that puts you right in there all I'm saying is where do you find where do you see yourself I where see us winning, winning the league you I've see yourself every winning the league club, yeah and so much so I'm going to stick a tenner or whatever on just to see what the price is but yeah I think they can do it I think this year they can do that's, it Adrian that's like anybody else putting 50 quid on you putting that much on you go steady Oh, if it makes you feel better, Rick, I'll put 50 quid on, all right? Whoa, well, go what's, on, to what's, what's Tony think? I honestly think we'll be in the mix. Um, I think we've actually got a better squad than Chelsea. Um, I, I think I think if Chelsea got a few, you get a few it right, they're relying on Lukaku. If he goes yeah. out, who's they got to come in? Yeah, that is a point. That is a point. They're back to the United. same same situation they were last year, then, aren't they? Because that was I, the issue. I that think. Oh, yeah, the silver. You lose him in the back. They got. They haven't got. I don't think they got the depth. Where I think United at the moment, you got Rashford on the sideline. You got Savani on the sideline. Lingard's back in. You got McTominay there still. Uh, Lingard's not getting a look in now. I think we have got such a depth the squad. Yeah. Um, and like I say, we've had a massive lift with Ronaldo. And I just think, I think, I honestly think, I think it'd be a four-horse race. I honestly do. I think Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea and Man U. Um, and I think it's going to go right to the wire. I do. But I, I, out, of all, out of all of them, I think Man United and Man City. 
I think Chelsea, if they get any injuries, and they're going to be concentrating on Europe as well, I think. Yeah. I so think Liverpool, that, Liverpool going to be the same, you know, with the likes of the African nations, plus any well, injuries? Well, like I said, <laughs> if, if they do go ahead and they do go there, well, I think, like I said, that's going to hurt them big style. Big, yeah. big style. And also, like I said, they picked up another big injury. They're not only they're not only picking up like injuries; they're picking up long-term injuries at the moment. Um, so I feel for them, and I don't think they've got the debt United and City have. Um, like I say, you've only got if you're going to lose the two up front for the winter for a month. That's massive, I think. Massive, and I think where United and City have got the they certainly got the squads. But um, yeah, I think you said it ju- earlier. Sorry, you said it earlier about the gap. Uh, yeah. In the four, it's massive. Right? I think yeah. it's like it's a mini league. I mean, there's four there. You're going to have five or six pushing for a top, top five, six finish. Um, and then you've got your sort of there's going to be five or six that's going to be in the bottom three. There's going to be there's about three or four leagues going on in the Premiership, I think. Um, and you'll find, I think, you're going to find what Sam Allardyce used to do. He would look at his fixtures. And if he had a Man United or a Man City, he would look at that and think, well, that's three points gone, I'll play a lesser side. They look at the ones like where they can go to Newcastle, go to Norwich, Crystal Palace. He will identify them because that's the most important one. Um, the likes of, say, Villa, they're not going to, they're actually going to take points off the big guns. Uh, they're going to, their season's on beating the others, I think, to me. All teams like that. What about Tottenham and, and um, Crystal Palace? I mean, they got stuffed. Bubbles first already. Yeah. But yeah, Bubbles first for Spurs. Mm. Yeah, I think. Next. Uh, I think I know they did have a few players, eh? But I just think they're um, uh, they're going to be there. Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton, West Ham, Villa, possibly. Like they all. Arsenal. Top five, six, seven. Uh, I was going to say. Uh, just oh, not, ask well, top ten. Who, who do you think? Who do you think goes down with Arsenal this year? Uh, they're not, they're not going to go down. I know they're not, but it'd be funny if they did. Provocative. I, I, I do. Think. Yeah, I, I do think there's two, two of the actual, um, you know, relegation spots. I think already filled. You know, I, I worry, I worry for for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, massively. You know, my missus is a Newcastle fan. I'd worry for for a death row. I said, I just can't see. They'll, they'll get a few, few little results here and there. But as regards to the whole season, uh, I, I, and I hope I'm wrong for them, but uh, I, I really worry for them because they're don't fantastic you, don't supporters. You think, um, don't you think that depends on the fitness of Callum Wilson? As long as they keep him fit, they're in with a, a chance of finishing in a sensible position. But they just look, again, I know again, they scored against United on Saturday, but they didn't look. Again, they're relying they're relying on um, on one person. You know, if he gets how is injured. That, how is that different? How is that different to Chelsea relying on Lukaku? Well, I just think that the, the, their overall other players are are a lot better, a lot better. I, I find that they really are a very very solid bunch of lads. I mean, I I'd, I'd have probably thought Aston Aquetta would have finished two years ago. You know, he's, he's playing outstanding football like at the moment. Those Alonso at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's. I think there's from looking at the likes of uh, the Liverpool squad and, and like the Man United squad. You know, you, you've got 
Jesse Lingard, you know, has talked about possibly of, of leaving because he, he he's, his football might be limited now. You know, I can't believe he didn't go to to uh, you know to West Ham. You know, when you see some of the lesser clubs that are scrapping away, why somebody hasn't come in for Nathaniel Phillips? You know, maybe his wage demands are too high because he's on three point six million a year, but but he's a hell of a defender now. He's proved that last year. So the the, the January market's going to be uh, a very very interesting one at both ends of the um, uh, you know ends of the table, like and uh, especially at the bottom when they these teams are scrapping for those um, to get out of the relegation places. You mentioned um, Jesse Lingard and he scored on on Saturday. Um, yeah. some, somebody said earlier that, that you know they thought that the the Ronaldo effect would get the players that are not quite up to his standard, and I think the way he, he took that ball down just slightly shifted it to the uh, to the right before walloping it home. That was a prime example of why maybe United don't want him to go because if you can bring him on and he can do something like that, it's a useful one to have on the bench, isn't he? He's playing amazing football. You know, he's, when he came back in and that loan spell he had at uh, West Ham, I think that it just re- revitalised his, his his career. And, um, and he's at that age now where, you know, football's a short career, very, very short career. And um, he's at that point where he got to start enjoying his football. Like, and, um, you know, and again, he like you say, he, he's got all he's got all the attributes. That's why he's still in the England set-up. And, uh, you know, and not before yeah. long, long, mate, Long may it continue. He's a fabulous footballer. Well, he apparently came in the summer when he was left out of the uh, Euro squad. He went away. He had a holiday. Uh, went away, and they reckon he came back. They reckon Solskjaer even said they've never seen him looking so fit. And they reckon in training in uh, pre-season, haven't it? He was unbelievable. Uh, and I, I think, like you said, he's gone to West Ham. He's he's shown he can still do it, and he's got a lot about him. You remember three, four years ago, he was the talk of England, wasn't he, when he was playing for England? Yeah. He was going to be the bee's knees and all that. Um, everybody has dips. Everyone has dips in the, uh, in the form and that over a year and that. And I think, like I say, he got a bit of scale at United. He's Rashford's best mate. You know, they, they were the sort of the king. He got a bit of scale. He obviously didn't fit in with Mourinho way and stuff. I think he's gone to West Ham and he's sort of revitalised himself. Come back to United, a different person, and I reckon at the moment yeah. he's unbelievable in training and he's showing, like you say, his goal last night, yesterday, so full of confidence. Um, it just, it just looks his presence at the moment looks superb. I think, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a bonus for United. These players, yeah. are, you know, like you said, Ronaldo's come and everyone's stepped up to the plate now, thinking, hang on, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to be eight. So I yeah. just think it's a good thing all around for him. And I, like you said, I'm, I'm happy Lenny Guard stayed. But look at look look at Ollie's situation. Then you know, if heaven forbid, if Ronaldo got either injured or maybe lost a little bit of form, look at what he's got to pull in, in instead: Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, even Martial. Which hurts me to say that, but even Martial. So I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a phenomenal um, backup he's got, really, and and that's why I think we're going to win the league. How come you didn't mention Jones? He's what, nearly Phil back. Jones. <laughs> He's playing yeah. games. He's coming back. Yeah, Corporal Jones off of bloody Dad's army. Yeah. He's been more mobile. They don't like it up him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't like it up him. <laughs> yeah. 
but but going going to Chelsea, I mean, you know, Lukaku, he he seems to have that that season in Italy certainly changed him as a player, don't you think? Because he didn't sort of play like that when he was playing for United, I don't think, did he? I must admit, I did feel a bit sorry at United for him. He was, he started off like a world beater, didn't he? Absolutely mm. on fire. His runs behind, he was working hard. And most of the games I did see, he, he did work hard. I thought he did work hard. Uh, I don't, was it when Mourinho was there? He sort of went off. Yeah. Mourinho yeah. There, yeah. Mourinho had him running the channels and running down the, the flanks and well, stuff, whereas since then he's just playing more centrally and you get the well, best uh, Exactly. A couple of times he was there on the left wing, wasn't he? Yeah. And that playing him. And I just think, I, I didn't think he played that bad at United. He was just in, like I said, wrong position. His work rate was different. Like I say, I didn't think he ever let anybody down. No, um, no. And obviously, he went to Italy. Like I said, I think if you play him out front, it's a 20, 30 goal scorer for you this season. Um, he just wanted to play the penalty box. Oh, yeah. to be fair, he's a bit like Kane at the moment. Kane's doing too much work for me. Uh, in England, he's like playing at number 10. He's doing it at Tottenham now, dropping off. I think there two or three times the England game the other day, Sterling was clean down the right wing. Went to put the ball in. People were telling him to put across him, but there's nobody in the box. And now if Kane stays in that number nine position in the box, it's for your 30 goals a year. Same as Lukaku. You don't need players. You're not going to see Ronaldo. He's going to drop off a bit, but he's going to stay. Mate, uh, Greenwood, when you see him up front, he looks a different player when he's up front, just staying there instead of out yeah. on the wing. The, the best strike. Like, sorry, the best strikers have always played. You know, in between that 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 18 yard box and the opposite side, they don't they don't they yeah. don't very rarely do the channel work. You know, they're more like you set up players, and then that gives us that gives them time to. You know, I remember like the, the older people will remember Bob Latchford. Bob Latchford was was fantastic at it. He'd set play up, and he would just literally spin and get himself back in the box. And then it was just that sharpness about running across defenders, you know, and, and and just finding the little pockets to set play up. And then as soon as he'd set play up, instantly they they just spin, in get in the box, and then try and get across, you know, across defenders. No, yeah, it was um, but no bad in that, was it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the masters of, of it. He was in he was in the box when crosses were coming in, he was in the box all the time. Him and Ferdinand when they were at Newcastle. Him and yeah. Saturn when they were at Blackburn. Yeah. Always and like you say, the old days as a forward you were taught if you were a centre forward, lay the ball off yourself in the box. Yeah. All uh, the time. And there's too many, like I say, I like Kane, but I think he's looking tired for me. And like I say, beginning of the season, he's looking tired already. And I think it's because he's doing too much work outside the box. But when you think about it, Tony, you know, logically, you know, if you've got your your main striker doing all that excess running out on the wings and the channels, one, he's not going to be in the middle, you know, and, and, and secondly, you know, he's, he's not got all that energy, to, extra energy to sort of put into sort of scoring goals. I think as well, if we remember, don't forget, he was he was injured just before the Euros. He was out for quite a while. He only just yeah. come back before the Euros. He's literally come back to full fitness. He's gone straight into the Euros. He's gone straight into the season. And I think yeah. I think he's going to be burnt out by Christmas. Honestly, too. I think he's had so much. Um, and he hasn't had like a proper pre-season under the belt, which a lot of us going to miss. They've obviously gone from the Euros, three-week, four-week tournament. 
probably yeah. a couple of weeks off and straight into it. Now, it's hell of a hard, as you well know. If you miss a pre-season, the catch-up is unbelievable. You yeah. can do as much work as you want, but you you get your you get your ninety percent of your fitness through pre-season. Well, you know, oh, so definitely. Well, no, I used to be injured all the time for pre-season, so I, I timed it well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you were the talk of talk of the club. My Hey. <laughs> Legendary pre-season. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, right, Crystal Palace. We're getting near the end of the show, but um, I, I didn't think Patrick Rera was doing much, but they certainly came with a vengeance on, on Saturday. Is he sort of beginning to get things going there, do you think? They, look, they uh, did well, look good. They look very efficient. What I've been really, really impressed with is... Um, is the midfielder for Gallagher. He looks good, doesn't he? He looked good yeah. last year at West Brom and, and yeah. again. Whether he's ever going to get a go at Chelsea, I don't know. Well, I I can't see it, but maybe, I don't know, is Chelsea his type of club? Do you know what I mean? He's more of a, yeah, he's more of a ball carrier than, than Chelsea. Yeah. He's, I think he's, I think he's, you know, he's probably in the right type of club. Yeah. You know, um, is he is he in, in in the brackets of getting into that top? Probably not at the moment, but he's looking outstanding. And he, what I like about him, he hits the box so well. His finishing is really really good, and I just think his whole 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 game is is you know I think he's benefited from having a season at, from in uh, West Brom. They always and, say um, though that a, a a good manager uh, doesn't necessarily come from a good player. Well. Vieira was, you, you, you've got to say, a pretty good player in his day. But he looks, you know, he hasn't done much with the other teams he's been, but it looks as though suddenly he's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's coming good for him, do you think? Just have to wait and see. I saw one result, and outstandingly, as they did play, you want to see a run, a run of that and a bit of progression to actually judge what he's doing there. But they did look good. They looked very good on Saturday. Mm. I think also, as well, sometimes the manager's got to fit the club. Um, I think he went to New York, didn't he? That was a Nike thing, I think. New yeah. York. Yeah. Wasn't he at Lyon or somewhere like that as well? And I'm thinking sometimes, I think like Palace is the perfect one for him. I just think, and I think they get the aggression. I think they get his style of playing. You've got, you've got to take time to bed in, give him time. Um, and I think we saw Saturday definitely a, a more like the Vieira team for me. Um, and hopefully, like I said, I, I love him to go on and um, be established because obviously that Arsenal job is going to be his, his yeah. sort of stepping stone for him. I think he's doing it right. He's come to, no, no disrespect to Palace, he's come to a lesser team in the Premiership where if he could bed in there for a couple of years and do well, get his own uh, ethics and stuff on the club. Uh, and then, obviously, the Arsenal job would be, for me, it's a, it's a shoot-on job for him if he does well at Palace. Well, think, fingers crossed he gets three points on Saturday, anyway. Who are they playing? Uh, they're at Anfield. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Well, uh, I think it's yeah. about time we did gang up on you. Well, I, 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 I've actually been quite... Uh, Impressed this. It's not been so bad tonight, actually. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Oh. <laughs> we can put that right next did week, they, then. 
Yeah, pretty right. Did anybody see the um, interview with Ronaldo with Piers Morgan? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, because so... Piers Morgan in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I would, I would, I'd really recommend you watch it. It's, I thought it was a really, it brought him out in a very good light. It showed his vulnerabilities as well with his family, but I thought he, was, he came across as very mature. I thought it was a very, very, very good interview. And uh, if anybody's listening, you can catch up on it. Uh, the interview with Piers Morgan and uh, Ronaldo. It's, uh, I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I don't think Piers Morgan did, but because um, he had to give him a shirt or something, didn't he, from what I remember? He tried to, didn't he? Yeah. He, tried he did. To. He, gave, he gave him an Arsenal shirt with uh, Ronaldo on the back because there was he, he nearly apparently nearly signed for Arsenal, so they say. Everyone nearly signed for Arsenal, didn't they? Zlatan nearly signed for Arsenal. Just about everyone. Nearly. Finally, Norwich City looking pretty much doomed already. Do you think they've got a chance of pulling it round? No. Not for me, no. No. I don't think so. I'd like like them to. Hmm. But I I can't see it happening. I think they're going to be a bit of a West Brom. Too good for the championship, not good enough for the friendship. Yeah. Um, they're going to yo-yo. Yeah, I think they're going to be that for a few years. Like, lovely club. Like the manager. But yeah, I like the manager. I don't think... They can't go out and spend £30 million on a player, £40 million. No. They just bankrupt them. Like, so they got themselves up in the premiership. Have a good season in the premiership. You know, do all right. Go back down, come back up again. No harm in that. Like I said, I think um, if they happen to hang in there, like I said, it's a billy bonus for them. But I don't think they can compete with anybody else financially. Uh, I think, well, they was it hold? 24,000, if that? I don't know. Yeah, but. I've only been there once, but uh, I remember it took a long time to get there. But that's uh, another story. Yeah. But uh, look, gentlemen, we've uh, run out of time. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, I hope we didn't ram Man United down your throat too much, Mr. Thorpe. Um, <laughs> but I know you can take it because you're, you're a big boy. Um, outrageous. Yeah. Bloody outrageous. Absolutely. Us big boys must stick together. Um, but just to remind you that on Saturday, Yeovil Town are playing Chesterfield and not um, Ultragum as was expected due to COVID, we are told. So, if you've got an, or you haven't had enough of Mr. Thorpe, tune in to Three Valleys Radio about 10 to 3 on Saturday afternoon, and he will be back along with Hilda, who's been in a caravan down at uh, Weymouth with Love Island. So, um, Love Island. If you're listening, yep. uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Pryor, I hope you're having a good time down there. Good place to go, Weymouth, with a caravan, mate, just up your street, I reckon that is. So. Uh, <laughs> but um, in the meantime thank you very much for joining us everybody that's listening don't forget 10 to 3 3 Valleys Radio on Saturday Yeovil against Chesterfield we'll be back same time next week same station thanks for listening goodbye you've been listening to football bloody hell A dedication to CR7.
featuring Paul Thorpe, Tony Pounder, Rick Hyatt, Aidy Hopper.